there, this is Orlingus with Timber Dalton. Intelligent but dirty. It's been a long time since I've done one of these. Today is Monday, August 16th, 2021, and that noise you hear in the background is actually my ball chair because I have a nifty new Blue Yeti microphone and uh, it picks up everything. And I am still learning how to use Adobe Audition. So, yeah. You're going to probably hear a lot of noises and stuff in this uh, in this track that you might not otherwise hear. So we're going to give this a shot. And uh, it's it's been a while since I've done one of these. It's been a long couple of years, and especially this past year and a half. I hope everybody's staying safe and healthy. I ended up with COVID back in January, and let me tell you something: you do not want COVID. My spouse and I caught it before I was eligible to get the vaccine. They're 21 years older than me. And uh, they actually, we, we didn't know that we were both exposed before they got the first vaccine. And they were all better in three weeks by the time it was their turn to go get the second vaccine. And I'm still dealing with long COVID and it's August. So, you know, you do the math. This is what, eight months later. Yeah. So it's uh, not fun. Definitely not fun. And I, I've never been so sick in my entire life. And that was a mild version. I was very lucky I didn't have to go to the hospital. I had a fever, aches and pains, um, lethargic. It just, it, it was horrible. And I'm, I'm still dealing with severe brain fog and fatigue, phantom cigarette smoke smell, and, and neither one of us are smokers. There's no smokers in my household at all. Uh, so yeah, it's it's been not fun at all it's it's been an experience so get your vaccine uh, over over a billion people on the planet have been vaccinated so far and i think if that's not enough proof to, to prove that people aren't turning into freaking zombies then it's reasonably safe for you to get the vaccine as long as your doctor says it is obviously i'm not talking about those of you who literally can't because of certain reasons but i'm talking to you who are the willfully unvaxxed for whatever fucking reason you have Trust me, you don't want COVID, uh, especially these new variants that are coming around. Delta and we're already up to Lambda. I mean, how many fucking Greek letters of the alphabet do we have to run through before people start getting vaccinated? And how many more millions of people have to uh, die before people finally decide, okay, maybe I should go get vaccinated, you know? And wear your fucking mask, for Christ's sake. My God. I, mean, I, have, I wear glasses and I hate wearing a mask, but you know what? I wear a fucking mask because... I don't want to get COVID again because I had it once. Thank you. Zero out of 10 stars. Do not recommend. So, yeah. Uh, other news in my life is that my spouse of uh, 24 years has come out as trans. So before, um, and I don't want to dead name them because that's not cool at all. Uh, uh, she now identifies as Barbara. And yes, we're still staying married. I mean, that's nothing's changing there. Um, that, so, so for, for those of you who are in my readers group on Facebook, you, you already know this, that I'm, I'm Polly and it's been Polly for quite a while now. And I've been dating the Viking since January of 2020. And he was so sweet. Uh, when Barbara came out, he was like, so what do I call her now? Said, Barbara. Oh, okay. And it was that easy versus some people in my family who just went irrationally batch it and made it all about themselves and centering themselves oh how can you do it please 
I mean, seriously, this is between my spouse and myself. It's not anybody else's business, quite honestly. I mean, you know, it is what it is. You don't just stop loving somebody because they've changed. I mean, this is something that's always been a part of them that they never felt uh, able to admit before. And I mean, I'm honored that they, they trust me enough to finally come out. And they said that, you know, she's, she says she's happier than she's ever been in her life now that she can, you know, be Barbara. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, um, it ironically does explain a few things like by, you know, the romantic part of our relationship had kind of faded off a while back, which is, you know, again, you don't just dump somebody because certain things change. Um, and they were fine with me being poly. So, okay, that's no big deal. Um, I was like, oh, okay, well, that in retrospect makes a lot of sense and actually, uh, you know, explains some things. So, yay. <laughs> Uh, oh, I was diagnosed in December at age 49 with ADHD. <laughs> and my best friend Trish is like, well, I thought you knew that. You're just like my son. No, I didn't know that. So I've been uh, on a search for ADHD meds. My GP started me on Stratera, which is an SNRI. And I tried Cymbalta years ago for my fibromyalgia. And I was on it for a couple of years. I was on the highest dose twice a day. And I, I finally, in the middle of a, a month, um, I just I discontinued it because I honestly didn't think it had been working at that point. I was having like all of the bad side effects and none of the good, even the few good ones I'd had early on on it. And, and I thought it was really hampering my writing. And Cymbalta is one of those kind of medications you're not supposed to quit cold turkey. And I quit it cold turkey and had zero side effects. And so I was telling my GP, the story I was like yeah I quit it cold turkey and he started like laying into you can't do that da, 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 da. and I let him go on for about 10 seconds I was like and I had zero side effects and he's like oh well I guess that one quit working for you huh? and I'm like I, I think so so yeah uh, <laughs> but anyway so Stratera I tried two different doses on and uh, horrible bad side effects uh, hot flashes like crazy which I don't need any more of because I already have menopause so yeah that was not fun uh, intestinal upsets of both kinds of both going too much and not going enough. Uh, oh God, what else? Um, it, just my brain. I, I didn't, I couldn't write, you know, I, I just really couldn't write. I was having horrible nightmares and when they weren't nightmares, they were these cinematic, vividly disturbing dreams that I, I just don't usually have dreams like that. I mean, I dream, um, but, but not the way these dreams were. And it, it was awful. And I, I finally was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm not doing this. So once I got off of that, that, and it started getting out of my system, I was like, okay, that feels better. Um, it did help a little bit with the anxiety portion of my life, which I, I realize in retrospect is likely due to my ADHD. Um, but it wasn't worth all the other side effects and the fact that it wasn't helping my ADHD at all. So I actually have been uh, experimenting with caffeine, with green tea extract, with both drinking green tea and there's these, uh, it's a it's a diet supplement, a weight loss supplement that's got a lot of green tea caffeine in it. And I do notice improvement in my executive dysfunction when I use that. So I went to my cardiologist and got clearance to try stimulant-based medications. And finally, finally, uh, my, my GP has been... Uh, off with emergency medical leave, of course, um, just a story of my life with my bad luck. 
and I finally got a appointment with a therapist. Uh, actually, my first one will be Wednesday. Yay! And I'm going to talk to them about my options of ADHD medication and go from there. And, and I realize it's probably not going to be a first time or maybe even second or third time that we, you know, launch on a magic cure or anything. There's not going to be a magic cure, but you know what I mean. Uh, it's going to be a process, and I realize that. So we'll start with wherever they suggest as long as it's not an SNRI. So I'm not doing that again. And I had swore after Symbolta I would never do another SNRI, and, and Stratera is an SNRI. And I was like, oh, God. So anyway, lesson learned. Stick to my guns on that one. But, yeah. So anyway, I, I am working on Incisive, which is Elliot's book in the Inequitable Trilogy. And I know people have been waiting patiently, thank you, for what, over a year now for that book. Um, I can't give away too many spoilers. I, I'm afraid to give away too many spoilers. So I, Trish always jokes that... <laughs> I write things and they, they come true. So the events of, you know, with the election and with uh, January 6th and a whole bunch of other things. And then, of course, getting COVID on top of that. The Viking had health issues back in December. He was actually in the hospital in December, not for COVID, for something else. And then ended up back in the hospital in January um, for a little while. And he's all better now. Um, anyway, but it, when you read the book, you'll see what I mean as as to why it, it just kind of completely threw me out of my headspace as to uh, progress on the book. And then COVID, it's just, this long COVID fucking sucks. Let me tell you what, it's like trying to think through a wet blanket, which even on my good days, uh, sometimes I already had brain fog from my fibromyalgia, which usually wasn't so bad um, unless I was in a, a pain flare, which most of the time that happens in the winter, especially if there's been a wide uh, temperature change you know we have a cold come, cold front come through or something so it's just been really horrible there there'll be days I'll sit down at the computer and just stare at the words on the screen and they literally don't make sense I can read them but I'm not processing right and it, you know trying to edit has just been outrageously horrible as a result also so I am working on Elliot's story right now I'm chugging away at that trying to get that uh done and out to you um and and hopefully you'll think it's worth the wait it's it's a really long ass book i don't know what the final word count is going to be but um leo's book uh, uh, indiscretion the first one uh, his was over 150,000 words and that's one of the longer books i've written and then jordan's book innocent the second book in the trilogy is over 200 i think 213,000 words 215,000 something like that so a long fucking book um, this one's going to be right up there with Jordan's book when, when all is said and done. So it's going to be a really long book, so I hope that y you think that it was worth the wait. But, um, yeah, so so just to let you, I mean, normally uh, I write several books a year. And this year I, I put out Cross Country Chaos, which was a rewrite of the original. I, I changed it from third person to first person, so it was a re-release. So I wasn't writing it from scratch. But even that took me way longer than I anticipated. And uh, got it out there. So so I just have not put out anything new this year uh, yet because of, of fucking COVID, long COVID. So yeah. And then add into that that I, I do help manage a BDSM club, one in real life. And 
So I'm, I'm the only person on the management team right now that can be on site for events. And, uh, and I teach there and both my spouse and the Viking were like, yeah, you're not going to be doing this uh, two days a weekend, uh, every weekend, every month. Now yeah, you're, you're going to cut yourself way back on how often you're there. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I have to, I just, I physically can't do it. I don't have the stamina. I mean, I'm a night owl and you know, staying up to two, three, four o'clock in the morning working was my, you know, average. I mean, that's, that was normal for me. And I'm lucky if I can stay awake past midnight now, you know, and it's, it's just ridiculous what COVID has done to me. Uh, again, I don't recommend it at all. So whatever you can do to get the fucking vaccine and wear your fucking mask, do it because it's not, not worth your health. So, yeah, so I, so I've been running a couple of events and the Viking helps. We have other volunteers, obviously, that help, uh, cause we're all volunteers. I mean, I, I say I help run the cop. I don't get paid to do that. It's a labor of love, but we got to keep people coming in to pay the bills now that we can actually have events. So we're having, we're doing, um, no walk-ins. It has, everybody has to be pre-registered, pre-ticketed. Um, and they have to go through the new member orientation class first. We're not just letting people walk in and join and making them take a class. So we know that they have everything that they need, the, all the knowledge, that they know what local protocols are for people, how we run the dungeon, you know, safety issues, things like that, are all our rules. And, um, you know, we're, we're paying the bills at the club every month so we can keep the club open because we were, uh, we were closed for over a year and that put a massive hurting on our budget. We were fortunate enough to have an angel donor to help out and we had a little bit of money in the bank, but yeah, it, it was, you know, getting kind of hairy there for a while. So I'm doing that in addition to, you know, trying to write and, you know, things around the house that uh, there's, I've got, my kitchen is a disaster right now. We had the house rewired last year and it completely rewired because it's 70 year old house and it had, you know, 70 year old wiring in most of it. And uh, that was not good. So we had that done and had a generator interlock kit added so that we could plug our well in, uh, or plug our generator in and run our well when we don't have power because if we have no power, we have no water, which is always fun. And uh, after uh, Hurricane Irma a couple of years back, we're like, yeah, this is, we, we need this. So we got that. And uh, yeah, sold our old house last year finally that had just been sitting there basically being used as our storage unit and because uh, we, we needed to put a lot of work into the house and we didn't really have the money to put into the house to sell it to make you know any kind of money on it and we finally did some research and hooked up with one of those uh, those the large companies that buy your house and then you know they buy it as is and you, so we didn't make as much money as we would have liked to have made but we made enough to pay for the rewiring on this house yay um so that was that was fortuitous and and now it's less work and less money and because we don't have a mortgage on this house. That was, yeah, that was another stupid thing is we paid off our mortgage on that house and we sold it and our credit rating went down. Figure that shit out. That's a fucking scam, isn't it? I mean, holy crap. Um, yeah, so, but it, that also took a weight off of my shoulders now in retrospect, now that I've got COVID and have not really put anything much new out so far this year because uh because of fucking covid thank you very much 
so that's a bit of weight off of my shoulders now that I don't have to panic as much that my income isn't as high right now as I wish it was because I'm not writing as much because I just physically can't. I mean, I don't think you guys want me putting out stuff that's, you know, unintelligible garbage. And sometimes looking at the screen, that's just, it looks like to me, it's like unintelligible. I'm like, holy crap, what the hell did I write? You know, if I, if I have the computer read it to me, it makes somewhat of sense, but, but my brain is just not processing all the time the way it should. So yeah, that's, that's been fun. Not. So anyway, so that's been my pandemic experience. Um, it's been very hard to force myself to engage in self-care. I feel very, uh, almost guilty if I'm sitting and taking time for myself, like to read for pleasure or watch TV for pleasure. And that's been one good thing about the past um, year and a half, or however long it's been now, 2020 and 2021 with COVID is the Viking has been like, you need to take weekends off. And he's been, you know, teaching me how to enjoy taking some time off. So that's been, that's been nice. And we've had time to spend together that we wouldn't have had, had there not been a pandemic. So that's been nice too, because he's usually got stuff that he does. He teaches martial arts and hasn't been able to do that for you know, a year and a half now. And I was at the club usually just about every weekend, if, if not both days, at least one day a weekend at the club. Um, so yeah, it, it's been, it's been a slog. Um, but anyway, so I, I'm still writing. Uh, I'm just trying to, like everybody else, I'm just trying to hang in there and put one foot in front of the other. So I'm, I, and I'm, I'm done trying to say, when's, when's Incisive going to be out? I'm, I'm soon. I, I'm done trying to, I, I keep saying, well, I probably by this month, probably this, I, I'm not even going to say that now. I'm just going, when you see it go live on Amazon, you'll know it's there and I'll start announcing it. It's available for pre-order on other sites simply because those other sites allow you to change the date of the release without penalty multiple times. Amazon does not. You get usually one um, one change and that's it. And if you don't make it, then you're screwed. And then if you don't make your release date, you can't do pre-orders for like a whole year. So I don't want to do that. So I've learned my lesson there. I won't put it up on Amazon until I'm, I'm sure it's closer to being ready. And meanwhile, I've also been working on a, a nonfiction it's easier for me to write nonfiction than fiction right now with my brain the way it is. But this is something I had been working on for a while. Now it's called Blow Shit Up. And it's about helping break through your writer's block. Um, and ironically, my problem lately hasn't been writer's block. It's been brain processing issues. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so I hope that people will find that one helpful. And it's it, basically it's detailing the things that I've used that have worked for me over the years. Like when I was writing two books a month for Siren, um, you know, and chugging the, you know, two or more books out a month in addition to my self-published stuff. This is, these are the tactics in this book I talk about that how I would blast through mental block, uh, writer's block, how to get ideas, how to, to generate uh, conflict, create conflict for my characters so it's not basically the same book regurgitated every freaking time because that gets old, right? And how to, especially, you know, if you need a more realistic kind of conflict to throw in there. Because you can't always just like, and then there were zombies, right? You, you can't just do that every time you turn around with a story. 
So this book helps, hopefully, will help writers uh, maybe look at their writing in a different way, give you some ideas of things that you can do to amp up the conflict, because if you don't have conflict in a story, and it doesn't have to be massive conflict, like uh, the book I put out, the, um, you know, how many times do I have to say I'm sorry, uh, that I put out what, last year, right? God, time's fucking... This is weird, like, missing year of time now. You say last year, and it's like 2019. Uh, but that was the, the male male one that I did, the Maudlin Falls book one. Or maybe I put that one out this year. Maybe that was out this year. I don't remember now. Hmm. No, I don't remember. When I, think it, I think that one's last year. I think I released that in November. Um, but it's a, it's a very uh, soft and fuzzy, fluffy kind of story. There's not There's some conflict, but it's mostly external and, and it's actually some of the conflict is humorous so it doesn't have to be massive angst third act breakup kind of conflict that you put in a story it can be other things and that's what this book helps you go through I mean it could be big things too obviously so this is what that book does is, is gives you ways of breaking through writer's block helping to pump up your conflict or or you know add elements to your story that maybe you need a plot twist in there. Maybe you need something that's just kind of a flat, boring story and you need a little extra idea of how to turn the knife into your characters a little bit, uh, metaphorically or literally, depending on what your situation is. So that one's coming out, I believe, in October. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh... So that's about it. I just wanted to check in since it's been a long freaking time since I've put one of these out and uh, say hi and make sure everybody's doing okay and all that good stuff. So yeah, I'll try to get better about doing this now that I have the new microphone. I just got to, I got to figure out all the settings. I'm sure this podcast is probably not going to sound that great. Apologies in advance. Um, cause I've got to figure out all the mixing settings and everything for Adobe edition and which I have as part of my, because uh, I've got the subscription thing, because I use the Photoshop now for my covers and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm so tired right now, which is not hard for me to be tired because of frickin' COVID. Say it with me, frickin' COVID. Long COVID sucks. So, anyway, excuse me while I drink here, um, hot tea. You can find me on the web at TimberDalton.com. That's Timber with a Y. Uh, I'm on Twitter at TimberDalton. I'm on TikTok now. Yay. Um, which I actually have fun with that because it's short form and you, know, you can see me in all my hideousness usually. I always manage to think of doing TikToks when my hair is freaking stop soaking wet. Um, <laughs> I actually have a funny one on there. Uh, if you have to scroll back a little bit in my feed to find it, it's... Um, when two switches play that the Viking helped me do it. It was the, the red filter challenge. And, uh, God, that was, <laughs> it took us like an hour to film it. And I was like getting down, getting up, getting down, getting up, getting down, getting up off the floor. And I was so exhausted. I was like, I should have, I should have filmed it the other way. Cause by the time I got to, to filming, it was like, I was so exhausted. I could barely, you know, get back up off the floor. He was like having to help me up off the floor and it'll make sense when you actually go and, uh, and watch it. So, yeah. Uh, the first part is him being in top mode, and the second part is me being in top mode. And like, of course, it's like, how funny would it be if I like trip and fall? And he's like, oh my god, that'd be hysterical. So we did that. Um, so that's on there. 
got some Sheldon videos and things on YouTube. So anyway, so I'm going to log off here and figure out this part of it and talk to you guys hopefully soon. Take care and stay safe and be kind to each other. This has been Oralingus with Timber Dalton, a.k.a. Leslie Richardson. Bye.